Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur looking to take your business skills to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Enterprise Now Show. Prepare to be inspired, motivated, and transformed. And now, your host, LZ Flinnard. Can I get it? Oh, yeah. What's up, enterprisers? Welcome to the Enterprise Now podcast, where we educate, motivate, inspire, and transform business owners and entrepreneurs into success. That is what we do. We help folks launch, grow, and maximize. Dr. Rob Matthews is the director and operations manager of the Institute for Entrepreneurship and Free Enterprise at Ball State University. He is also an instructor of management in the Department of Management and Entrepreneurship Center in the Miller College of Business. He currently teaches the introductory entrepreneurship course, The Entrepreneurial Experience. Matthews has also led courses in market research, the business plan, entrepreneurial design, entrepreneurial decision-making, entrepreneurial consulting, management ethics, marketing for new ventures, and entrepreneurial finance. All right, let's dig in. All right, Rob, can I get an oh yeah? Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> I like the baby at the end. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, so, Rob, like like we do every week, I want to first thank you for taking some time out of your, I'm sure, busy, busy schedule to share your knowledge and wisdom with the enterprisers. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Second thing I like to do is to ask you to tell us about yourself. Now, when I say that, I mean, feel free to go all the way back to the moment it all began or you can <laughs> start more current day. Tell us about yourself. So I, I currently uh, work at Ball State University in the Entrepreneurial Leadership Institute. I also work with my colleague a lot. I do a lot of consulting and uh, to help startups and established companies and, and nonprofits really focus on human ingenuity. And I, I think if I go back, I'd have to go back to my childhood because my dad always has business, businesses and I just grew up in those. They were part of life and it, and it really ingrained something in me from a work ethic and a being accountable to the marketplace and to the consumer and uh, your employees and, and your partners. So that was a, instilled in me at a very young age. And, and I, I was always enterprising. I've, I've always had businesses all along the way. I was in the entrepreneurship center, more on the academic side for a long time at Ball State. And this, these last few years have been kind of a whole new venture that's been really exciting. And I, I really found my place. I really love people development in, in organizations. Talk a little bit about that. You mentioned in your answer, um, the tie in between academics and entrepreneurship. Talk about that a little bit. Entrepreneurship as an as a field of discipline is extremely popular in higher education. And it's actually become really popular in high schools too. 
But here's what I would say may not be the most popular statement in the world, but in our world, let's say, but I, I'm not sure it's really hard to teach entrepreneurship at the college level because of the system and, and kind of the constraints of that. So you have to be really creative in how you work around that. And, and I'm not sure that higher ed, it's so popular and it happens so fast, this growth, this explosion of entrepreneurship education that I, I'm not sure we're there yet. And I'm kind of a perfectionist anyway, but I, I feel like we need to focus more on entrepreneurial behavior and instilling that and growing that in students than, than just trying to push out starting businesses because a lot of these kids aren't ready for that. And, and some may never be, but, but what they can do is they can be entrepreneurial uh, and they can be innovators in any setting. So I, I think it can be taught. I think the behaviors can be fostered, but I, I wonder if I feel like we push starting businesses too much in, in these, in these programs. One of the things that I that I always like to talk about is uh, what's called entrepreneurship. Yeah, uh, which is you kind of mentioned, you alluded to it. It's a uh, being entrepreneurial within the uh, I'll call them confines of a corporation, um, yeah. and I think that that's a, that's a really important uh, skill set because they a lot of the same principles and skill sets can still apply. Um, you have to advertise your skill set. You have to market. You have to network. You have to uh, do all of the, sort of the same things that you would uh, if you were uh, if you had a uh, had a business, um, except you have one major client that pays your salary. Yeah, I mean, there's trade offs to to entrepreneurship, corporate innovation, corporate entrepreneurship, whatever you want to call it. There are trade offs, and, and I think if we're comparing it to starting a business, one of the positive trade offs is is there's usually more resources available, and there's an established business around what you're trying to do, whatever project or, you know, new thing you're trying to do within a, an organization, you have some stability to, uh, that will support that. Maybe you have an existing customer base, you have people in place, you have talent there, you have resources, could, could be financially, you, you maybe have the right partners in place from a business standpoint. A negative trade-off would be you're dealing with the system and politics and budget constraints to the other side of budget. So I, I think there are trade-offs, but but like you said, by and large, it's it's very similar. And an enterprising person in the right organization can thrive. So do you guys do a balance of both or is it strictly uh, preparing students to start businesses? It's a good question. Our entrepreneurship program really focuses on starting businesses. We are in the process of developing a, an entrepreneurial leadership and innovation program that focuses more on entrepreneurial behaviors. Obviously, you're gonna, they're going to learn about lean startup and, and tools that they can use, whether they're starting their own business or doing it inside an existing organization or whether they're going to go work for a startup or a gazelle or, uh, or a, you know, a newer business. And there really aren't a lot of schools doing this. So it's pretty exciting. You know, I think we'll be one of the first movers on this and, and it just makes sense. Let's foster and teach and develop the competencies and skills and behaviors and talents that actually 
if you look at the research, what today's employers want, they want innovation skills in their employees. So you mentioned entrepreneurial behaviors. What are some of those behaviors? Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, and there's always a blend between what, it, you know, is a behavior, is a skill, is a talent. Uh, but we use a lot of assessment tools. And so I'll, I'll pull some of the terminology from those, you know, risk tolerance, doing the right kind of market research, testing your, your product or service, knowing when is the right time to launch, gaining support financially, gaining champions. One of the things from a leadership standpoint, we talk a lot about is what we call chaotic tension. So how do you manage that? How do you manage, uh, you know, on one end, you have total chaos. And on the other end of the spectrum, you have total order and control. And, and how do you find a good balance? So I think managing chaotic tension is something that we look a lot at. Uh, I think it's a lot of leadership and soft skills. My personal biggest philosophy in life is that good leadership equals good innovation. I think what makes for good leaders is the same thing that makes for good innovation behavior, good in an organization, as a person, what have you. Uh, when you have good leadership and you're doing things that make for a good leader, it's also the same thing that makes for good innovation. You're going to have innovation if you if you have good leadership. I guess help me understand uh, the program itself. Is this, um, obviously it's academic, so are these people that are selected are there do they apply to the program how does that work uh really it's an offering that the university will have and um we don't we don't have the one the new curriculum yet it's it's we're working on it right now um but the same as our current curriculum students opt in the strange thing about a lot of entrepreneurship programming across the country is it's business students and Really good entrepreneurship is, is A, it's team-based because that's the real world. And B, it is a diverse, uh, you, you build diverse teams with d diverse backgrounds, talents, uh, ways of thinking. And um, also in the higher ed setting, they come from various disciplines. So if you have an accountant and a graphic designer and an architecture student, and a food and hospitality management student. I'm just making those up. But if you have those four on a team, you have a really nice uh, cognitive, diverse, cognitively diverse approach there. And you can really put together a good team when you have those kinds of differences and they're coming from different backgrounds and different resources and tools that they can tap into. So that's kind of the idea. So why do you why do you think entrepreneurship is growing in popularity? I think there's a there's a mystique. I, I think partly if we're talking entrepreneurship in general, actually startups are have been down for a while now across America, um, or at least the last data I saw. Um, you may know more about me on if that's still true or not, but at the college level, it's it's growing in popularity, and I think it's because we're about 25 to 30 years into this field uh, in higher ed, but really in the last eight to 10 years, it has just exploded in popularity. So I think it, it, it became established enough that students and parents and uh, administrators started to push it as a viable option. 
you know, in our culture, and it very well could be that next set of numbers we see uh, startups will be up again because we're in the middle of an incredibly good economy. So, you know, when people have extra resources, what do they do? They One of the things they do is start businesses. So uh, we'll see on that one. So what what are some of the pitfalls of starting a business? Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's the old stereotypes and, and there are a lot of true things. I mean, you lose, you may, you may lose work-life balance. You uh, take on your stresses, you know, you have the weight of the world on your shoulders, so to speak. You, you may lose sleep. You, um, the business may own you. Uh, you, you may alienate friends and family. Uh, I mean, those are risks that, if they're not managed, you, you may you may fall on bad luck. Uh, the economy may sour. I started a retail home improvement business, uh, gosh, probably whew, 14, 15 years ago, and no more than built a brand new facility, and the economy just bottomed out. And we didn't have a housing start in that town that I built that in for over a year. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, and you can't predict those kinds of things. I mean, it, it, so, you know, and you have everything on the line. We, we survived it, but, um, you know, it wasn't easy. And, and it, uh, yeah. So I think there's, you know, the kind of the typical stresses and risks that you think of, uh, the obviously financial risk and, you know, and starting a business. Gotcha. A couple of final questions before we wrap up. Um, I'm curious to know uh, if you have a, a particular process or um, way or angle for overcoming challenges. One thing I'll say we do is we use a, a problem solving process called Simplexity and we to work through any kind of challenge you can imagine. And, and we train that process. We also go in and facilitate for uh, teams, companies, individuals who just can't get over the hump on something. Uh, it just helps to put a process to it and to uh, help them be true to really take going through a process and answering the right questions, getting the right people at the table and listening. It's kind of like that good leadership good e- equals good innovation. If you listen and you solicit, you'll see improvement. I think in relationship problems, which we see a lot in organizations, we use a lot of assessment tools, in, including one that we've created, to help teams kind of see how they have more alike and they, they can work together and help each other more than they have not alike, I guess, uh, to focus on the positive and the synergies they can get out of appreciating their differences and leveraging those. So that that's another thing we do a lot of. Makes perfect sense. And you said that what, that process was called simplicity? Simplexity. Simplexity. Got it. Yeah. Com- complex problem solving and innovation. <laughs> Very cool. Given that, what would you say your top two keys to success would be? I think for entrepreneurs and corporate innovators, you really need to understand who you are. What are your talents? What's your personality? What are your, what are your strengths? How do you leverage those? How do you foster those? How do you uh, kind of regulate those. If, if they're super strong, you know, they may come off as almost a negative to someone. How do you, how do you get the most out of those? And then you flip that and it's, how do you understand other people and, and how do you draw the best out of them and work together with them? 
because let's face it, most of our challenges in life are relationship driven. And so that's why I just love assessment tools because I think you start the conversation there and then you work, you work inside out from mission. You develop your own personal mission and then you, you do it from a team standpoint and organizational standpoint. And you really understand why you're there and what's the purpose behind every role in the organization and what strengths does every person bring to it. Self-awareness and others' awareness is, is the key. I, I say all the time, happy people who get along great are going to make more money than people who hate each other. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and if you're rowing in the same direction for the same cause, then uh, good things are going to happen. Absolutely. So if you had to give the enterprisers an actionable step or tip to improve their lives or businesses today, what would that be? Really, following through with what I just mentioned in the last question, I really think it, it, business is all about people. And so I really feel like where you need to start is looking at yourself and being vulnerable to say, who am I? What makes me tick? What are, what are behaviors that I, I have and how does that affect other people? But then also asking the same of, of your people around you, building your team accordingly, developing people's talents, uh, understanding what makes them tick. And, and then I think that also, that really, you can turn that around to the customer too and say, we want to be vulnerable to the customer too and say, what are we doing well? What do you appreciate about us? as a business, as a team, as an organization? And then what, what are we falling short on? What can we do better? And sometimes I, you know, I had an experience with a company today that just really turned me off and I won't name the company, but you know, they had a rewards program and my rewards had expired a few days prior. And, and I just, the way I was treated when I asked if they would accept those still, it, it just kind of turned me off and I thought, you know, that's not customer first, that's policy and procedure first. And, and I think you, you just have to be vulnerable and say what's best for the relationship. It's all about relationships. And so it's true, whether it's employees, leadership team, customers, it's, it's all about being vulnerable and, and being open to listening and seeking feedback. Absolutely agree. So if people want to reach out uh, to you to ask questions or get to know more about what you guys do, how can they do that? Uh, you can go to our website would be one great way. It's www.elprofile.com. That's all of our consulting is hosted there as well as our uh, entrepreneurial leadership uh, instrument assessment. And you could also reach me at rob at elprofile.com. And then on social media, we are mind to the number two, mind to momentum. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Rob, for your time. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Enterprisers, if you got value from that awesome conversation, let the world know by subscribing to the email list and leaving a review on your favorite podcast app. That helps us know that we're bringing you golden nugget field conversations with the most inspirational business owners. Reach out at podcast at enterprisenow.net with any feedback or questions for me or any of my guests. Thanks again, folks. And we'll talk with you guys next time. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern 
that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.